we literally had like no money. Like jack, nothing <laughs> so, in the bank. Not even yeah. sure how it all came to be. But we didn't even have a down payment to buy this house with. Like <laughs> when I say we were broke, like I think we were negative money. <laughs> And so I'm not sure exactly how it all happened. So you're like, hey, let's build a tiny house. We have no money. Want to do it? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so we just jumped in. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Behind the Stays. I am your host, Zach. Good to be back with you all. And today I am joined by an awesome couple who you will meet in just a second. These are the Woodruffs, and I originally connected with them on Instagram, actually, and uh, talked with Amber, and here they are. They decided to honor my request to come on our show mm-hmm. and talk about their their project. Um, a, you know, newsflash, secrets out, it's an Airbnb um, that they, that they built together, but Amber and Tyler, it's great to have you guys. Welcome to the show and thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks for letting us Honored. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, well, Hey, I want to just start by learning a little bit more about who you guys are, where are you from? And you know, what was your first experience staying in an Airbnb like? <laughs> Yeah. So I'm Amber. I am originally from Florida and I moved to East Tennessee. Oh my gosh. Eight years ago and met Tyler. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm pretty much Tennessean at this point. He moved to Tennessee when he was like eight. Yeah. So he's, he's a Tennessean. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, let's see. Yeah, I was um I was studying for my master's degree. Okay. You asked us why or how we met, right? Yeah, sure. Oh, no. let's, let's dive into that. Let's dive into that. Talk to <laughs> I was asking you a little bit more about who you are, but hey, you guys are you yeah, guys are you guys are one now. <laughs> well, all right, the first day at the Airbnb. Our first day at the Airbnb was it was for <laughs> like before we had our son, we were just wanting to do like a weekend getaway. Yeah. And we're really close to North Carolina. So, or South Carolina, I don't remember which one now, but so South Carolina. And we found this Airbnb super close to the beach, really clean. I had never been on the platform before. So I like, I didn't know how to like do any of it. And I don't even think I had social media at the time. I was just like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So we found this place. I booked it. We ended up getting there and the host met us outside. And I was like, oh, that was so sweet that she huh. met us outside with me. Like that was so hospitable. And then like they went inside with us. And I'm like, oh, um, okay. So, okay. Maybe they're just giving us a tour. <laughs> Long story short, they were, they shared a space with us and I had no clue that was even a thing. I was like, what? This is so weird. They had like the upstairs loft area. And we had the downstairs bedroom bathroom. And so it was like a townhouse. And so we shared a kitchen and living room and we were both like, 
do we leave? Do we stay? <laughs> Surely if they do this all the time, like it's okay. But it's funny because it was just not what we expected, but we ended up making really good friends with them. And then we ended up a year later, like going back to see them and getting dinner with them. So it ended up being like a really cool experience, just not what we had intended. <laughs> I, think the, I think the most awkward thing for me in that, um, in that experience was uh, when we came back, you know, after dinner one night, we knew they were upstairs, like not just like, you know, above us, like in a hotel, <laughs> but like up the stairs. Um, and so we were sitting there in the living room and even though they were probably totally fine because they had done it a thousand times um, with us, like turning on the TV or whatever, it just felt like we couldn't, you know, <laughs> like, or shouldn't, or, you know, something, but, so that was, that was a little bit hard for me to get over, but yeah, we ended up becoming great friends with them. Uh, <laughs> we probably talked to them more than we actually were on vacation, so. Wow, wow, that's a fantastic They're, story. They actually have a table, which is our dining dining table right now, that uh, was sitting out on their patio, being rained on, just sun beaten, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's an amazing table. And so they ended up giving it to we us. Actually, yeah. we, we took, to, we took home our dining room table. Our first really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is that... like, yeah, you can just take it, haul it back. <laughs> <laughs> that is not uh, something that I think too many people can say. So <laughs> that's no, now we finished it. So, <laughs> wow. And so when you, when you, you walk in, you realize that you're staying together with them. And then was there any conversation <laughs> around, like, did you, eat dinner together did you have like a happy hour together was there sort of this social pressure to like socialize because you were in the same space or how did that play out not that trip I think we might have gone during like the week weekday or something maybe they were working but they were like never even there they left like us a note and told us like there was a quiche in the fridge and there was coffee and which was really sweet but I don't feel like they were ever around okay like like, um that night like it was more in the evening when we would see them um, I don't remember, but it was more like, I don't know. It's it very natural conversation. It, it didn't feel like pressed <gasps> we or did awkward. have a glass of wine with them. Um, he was drinking a Guinness or something. I, I yeah. Me and him, that. me and him really kind of hit it off talking and his wife, cause she was an architect. And so, wow. um, so, and he worked for like Boeing, um, you know, so it was kind of just, just really intriguing conversation. And then we ended up just becoming friends. It was easy. So, <laughs> wow. You know, what's funny is, uh, uh, my wife and I hop around to, uh, new Airbnbs every couple of weeks and our favorite stays have actually been the stays where the host, we, we've never actually stayed in, uh, you know, the host home proper, but like a guest house that is yes. on the same host, uh, property and, or even, uh, you know, a, a grandmother or mother-in-law sort of suite connected to mm-hmm. the, the core home. Those have actually been some of our, our favorite stays. And I feel like it's because hosts go over and above to make you feel welcomed and comfortable because again, it's, it's their space. You're they're right mm-hmm. there. So, um, yeah. it's, it's funny that you, that you share that you all have, uh, you know, remained in touch with them and actually gone back to see them because I think yeah. that that's a really unique sort of experience that maybe people are a little bit more hesitant to take advantage of, especially in, you know, I, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Especially during COVID. But it ends up being a cool experience. Exactly. If you can wrap your mind around it. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. I, I'm curious. How did you guys meet? 
Oh, that's a, I'll try to make that a short story, but yeah, I can't tell that I, one. Yeah. He's, he can't tell that one. <laughs> <laughs> I moved here from Florida and I was working at a Starbucks actually in Knoxville and Tyler was getting his master's and he would come in all the time on his laptop, just, you know, on the computer doing his work or whatever, but jug of protein, he would carry in a, one of those like <laughs> five pound jugs of protein under his arm. Just, I just thought he Obnoxious. was just like a big tool bag. I was like, what is this guy doing? He would come in and like ask for like a cup of milk to put his protein shake in and like shake it. I'm like, so extra. And so I just, he was really nice, but I just thought he was kind of like a character. But yeah, so we met at Starbucks and his, our very first interaction was he ordered this drink that, you know, took up every single box on the Starbucks cup, like super complicated and I actually remember it, the sad thing. And I was like, okay, what's your name? And he goes, Ty, Tyler. I mean, Ty, I mean, Tyler. I mean, my friends call me Ty. So whatever you want. And I'm like, this guy's <laughs> like, okay. And so anyways, he just kept coming in after that and ended up asking me, I didn't know a single soul when I moved here, like nobody. And so um, he was like the first person that was very like approachable and nice. And he asked me if I'd ever seen downtown Knoxville. And I told him no, that I had no friends yet. <laughs> and so he jumped on, jumped on the opportunity to be my tour guide. So of course, I, of course. he's like, Oh, I'll sh-. like I had never seen fall leaves. And so I had moved there right before fall. He's like, Oh, well I know all the spots to see the leaves. And so he took full advantage of being tour guide. So. <laughs> Amazing. And and the rest is history. Um, the rest is history. <laughs> so walk us through how you all you go from meeting at Starbucks, touring Knoxville, and <laughs> now you're married and you have you have a son, right? Yes. Okay. And he is three and a half, three, three and a half years old. Okay, awesome. So <laughs> you guys uh get married, you start a family. At what point in time does the idea around starting the Little River Tiny House, uh, you know, become a reality? Is it is the idea has it this been something that stuck with you for a while? Is it a relatively new idea? Walk us through when you first thought about building a home. Um. So we, uh, I mean, we had talked multiple times about wanting to build a tiny house one day for us. Like not for an Airbnb, just for us, you know, like um, just more or less for on the, we really enjoyed the the thought process behind, you know, getting smaller, having less bills, that type of thing, which we both, I mean, had a mountain of student debt. And, and so it was just kind of like, just one of those dreams that, yeah, let's do that one day, you know? And, um, and uh, I had remodeled a house for, um, a good friend of ours in exchange for rent when we first got married. It was the house that we moved when we got married. Which allowed us to pay off like my $50,000 in student loans and um, everything. And so um, that was a great opportunity. We lived there and, and um, she was the same lady we bought this house from. Wow. um, Because her and her friend Paula had started a side business together, flipping houses and, doing Airbnbs and remodels and everything and in the Maryville area. And they had this house and they were Airbnb in it. Um, and I just had to come over here one day. Lincoln had just been born about six months ago or six months from that. Um, Lincoln had just been born and, uh, 
I came over here to drop something off to her and I was like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing little property. This is cool. Cause it's right um, on the river and it's like such an, it's just, there's a bunch of old farmland and stuff and nobody ever gets rid of property on this river because it's attached to the, like um, the national park and the Smoky mountains and stuff. And it's like, it just, it's generational. Like nobody like sells it. So. Huh. It can be, I mean, it can be a little bit of a busy road morning and then evening people coming home to the neighborhoods and stuff. But I mean, like right now, once it calms down, like there's nobody driving by. Um, but uh, more or less than anything, like we loved the water and we we always talked about wanting to live on the water, but in our minds, we're like, how are we going to ever afford to live on the water? Cause yeah. living on the water is crazy. Um, and it just right place, right time, right person. Um, well, he I was, she said she was going to put on the market on Monday and I was like, are you serious? You're getting rid of this? Like I thought you were Airbnb. And she's like, we are, it's just too much for us. we got too many things going and we just need to get rid of a couple properties. And, and we were like, I was like, Oh my gosh. Uh, I got to talk to Amber. Um, cause like this might be our only opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he comes home, it's like a Thursday or Friday and he's like, Hey, she's putting that house on that, on the river. Cause little river, tiny house. We are, it's like a guest house on our property. It's two acres. So to, I don't know if people know that, but so the house that we live in, she was Airbnb, like he said, and she was just like, it rents out, it stays booked, like 90% of the time, I just can't keep up with it. And so when he came home and was like, she's selling that property with that house on the river, but she's putting it on the market on Monday and it's Friday. And I'm like, oh, okay, so we just kind of have to jump on it. So <laughs> yeah, so then um, our, uh, our pastor, our friend, our mentor, him and his wife, um we went to coffee was talking to him about it he had just bought 500 acres up in rogersville wow um which is and, like two hours away and he was building a big cabin up there off the rough sawn lumber off his property and and he had started a logging company up there um to log his own property and everything and so um we were having coffee with him and telling him about this place and he's like man why don't you guys just um why don't you guys just build a a tiny house up there and i was like oh yeah we'll just pop it up just pop it up i mean like uh man i mean okay well maybe that'd he's, be kind of cool he's a teacher so we're like yeah we'll just build one over your summer break and we'll have it up and running by I mean, fall. we were trying to think of different ways we could still live in this house but do an airbnb like we yeah. thought about remodeling basement and having someone do that, or there's a really pretty bonus room upstairs um, that was remodeled before we got here. Um, and we thought about putting someone, maybe, you know, an external stairway that they could go up there. And everything just kind of was like, I don't know if we want to do the whole like in-home situation. Like, even though we had a good experience with it, you may not have a good experience with it every single time, you know, sure, and it's just sure. your space. And it, so it just kind of felt a little bit funny. Um, to us. And so, um, so the wood was logged up on his property and I would just put in wood orders to him. And then I would drive up two hours with the trailer and we would load up as much wood as we could get on there and we'd bring it back. And that's what we, what we started with. And he was kind enough to basically make us a deal that buy or get the wood now. And then you can pay me a little bit here and there when the project's finished, you can finish paying me off. Like, it doesn't matter, whatever. We'll just, we'll work it out later type wow. of thing. Yeah. Um, 
and because we could have never been able to do this project if we would have had to go to Lowe's to get that no. wood because we got it for so cheap. Sure, no, we were broke. And we're working with cedar, and it's so expensive. And so there's he, the part you missed was he was saying that we were so broke, like we literally had like no money, like jack, nothing <laughs> so, in the bank. Not even yeah. sure how it all came to be. But. We didn't even have a down payment to buy this house with, like. When I say we were broke, like, I think we were negative money. <laughs> and so I'm not sure exactly how it all happened. So like, hey, let's build a tiny house. We have no money. Want to do it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we let's just jumped in. <laughs> we had a friend um, that she worked with at Clayton Homes that was an excavator. And he came and tore down a bunch of trees, which is a whole nother story. Yeah. It's um, like we had all these weird connections along the way. Like I worked at, you know, there i don't know if people know what clayton holmes is but we just had all these weird connections like who knows an excavator that can do them a favor and like you can pay them in small chunks you know versus you know so it just it was weird we knew a plumber from my old job so they were able to like well he came and taught me how to plumb he so, was like yeah he taught tyler how to plumb so instead of like having to pay a plumber like thousands and thousands of dollars he kind of like almost like mentored tyler and tyler learned and did it so it's kind of like weird uh, connections no matter how hard I tried, though, to hire someone <laughs> to do the job for me because I just really didn't want to do it, um, we ended up becoming friends, and then they wouldn't do the job for me. They would always want me to come, like, do it and have them teach me. And so as good as that is because I learned the whole process, <laughs> it was just like, guys, I love you so much. But can you please just get this done while I'm at work? And they're like, well, hey, buddy, we'll just we'll come on over there and we'll teach you how to do it, you know, and we'll just we'll get it done together. And He's I'm like, like, I don't want to learn to do drywall. <laughs> but, uh, no. Oh, my gosh. It, yeah. I mean, it sounds like there were just a lot of right place, right people, right time. I mean, I mean, talk about sort of like a miracle in a sense of all of these things falling into place. You guys are oh, yeah. now in this home you're building a tiny home simultaneously and mm -hmm. you have no money like that. Like, like who, like, how does that happen? That's, that's insane. And, we have a nine -month -old son. and you have a nine month old son <laughs> to top it all off. Wow. So um, I'm curious, talk to like, talk to us about sort of the process of bringing it to life. Because again, for, we'll have links to, um, your, your property in the show notes. I mean, it's, it's gorgeous, right? So like, it, it looks like, it looks like a piece of art. So talk to us about how do you go about, I understand, you know, Tyler, you're getting training from plumbers and people that are installing, help teaching you how to put up drywall, but you know, beyond that, right. There's, there's clearly some talent. Uh, I don't know if it's Amber, Tyler, both of you, but like in terms of thinking about sort of how to make a space look so beautiful and feel and, and, and seem unique. How did that come together? Right. It's one thing to, to know how to like put in a toilet. It's another thing to know how to design a beautiful tiny house bathroom. So walk us through that process. Um, well, it was supposed to be just a big rectangle and it evolved. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I guess this is kind of like classic me. Um, I mean, like when I was growing up, I would always draw house plans. I was always drawing. I mean, like when kids would doodle in class, like I was always drawing up little sketches. Um, I applied for architecture school and I was going to go. I mean, I was ready to go and everything. And then um, 
I, I can't remember if I talked to somebody and it, it kind of made me it sound like if I went to architecture school, I was just basically going to be designing like hospitals and like nice. basically working the nine to five architecture job type of thing. Yeah. Not being able to be, creative. which obviously, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you could have, you know, went a different direction. But in my mind, that just really shut me off. Like I was like, mm, no, that's not, that's not me. And so I walked away from it. And um, so I, but I kept always drawing and doing different things. And so when it came to this place, um, literally I drew out the floor plan of the bathroom and where the kitchen would be. But most of this got shifted around. It was more of like a moving art project because like really how the end goal happened was because I found um, the glass door that is the main entrance. Um, it was like a $1,200 door um, that I had found on Facebook marketplace because <laughs> some builder had put the wrong swing in. And wow. so they wanted it to swing in where this one swings towards the sink. And I was like, crap, I don't care. I mean, it's a glass door. That's amazing. We'll, we'll make it work. And, um, so I, I got it for like 150 bucks. It was a $1,200 <laughs> door. And so the door was actually going to be on the side of the house where the green couch is right now. Um, but when I got that door, I was like, oh, that's gotta be like, that's gotta be facing the river. So mm -hmm. that kind of changed everything. Yeah. We sat down and like drew out a floor plan and just like every few weeks, months, it would just kind of evolve based off <laughs> things changing. I mean, I, I had the, I had the side door cut out, um, where the couch is. Um, every, I had the structure, you know, the exterior structure built. And then one day I sent her a video of, you know, me basically kicking the, the door now out and revealing the river. And that's kind of like how it, it was. It was just constantly being like built up, tear out, built up, tear out. <laughs> and was the idea of the, the two decks, right? Which I think is one of the um, most, uh, at least sort of more, more obvious features when you're looking at it from photos of like yeah. the thing that really stands out. Cause you see, you know, tiny houses are, are, are trendy, right? And you see a lot of them on Airbnb. I think what has stood out about your all's place is, is the decks, right? Because it makes the mm -hmm. house, uh, at least from the outside look larger, but also just look different. So was the idea yeah. of, of two deck, like a porch and then like a, a balcony from sort of like the master, like loft, was that always in the plan or was that like a later ad or at what point did that come into the picture? It was later. <laughs> it was it was one of those can't you just pop that up type of uh, situation? Yeah, I know. Um, the main the main deck we knew was always going to be there, and when he was mapping it out, he told me a certain size, and I was like, I feel like if you build that, you're going to regret it that you didn't go bigger. And I was like, I feel like with a porch, like just bigger is always better. So he's like he kind of gave me that look like, you know, it's more work for me. Right. I'm like, I know, but I feel like. It'll <laughs> well, and for me too, and, the, and this is something that I learned a lot about along the way was that like, I, I was, I was in this constant balance of like being creative and really building what I was envisioning in my head. Um, but then also thinking that we were broke and then <laughs> also thinking about like, you know, it, which it's funny now because you're, you're looking hindsight 2020 and you're like, oh, 
I could have done that four feet. It would have cost literally an extra like couple hundred bucks. But at the time, that extra four feet seemed yeah. like it was going to cost a lot of money. Sure, sure. Uh, and so, so he's trying to skimp everywhere because of money. And I was like, I my brain didn't work like that, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, so I so we built the porch, and then um, we'll, we're getting to the the stargazing one. The um, the covered porches aspect of it really came down to like it was like once we got the porch on there, then I would watch the weather and see how it was of like how it was hitting the building how it was because we were working out of rough materials um i wanted to protect much of it as much of it as i possibly could sure um, and so a lot of the covering porches ended up becoming later additions just because i was like man that side of the building's getting absolutely hammered so we really need to do something about that um yeah i come home one day from work and he's just got this whole side porch situation going up and i'm like what is what's happening? happening? And then I'd text my friends and family, like an updated photo. And they're like, this is never going to get done. If he keeps adding porches, like he's just <laughs> got to stop. Got to stop. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. It's already done. But then the, the stargazing porch though, um, it was, she came outside after, you know, I'd put the band up for the covered porch. And so you can still see the sky and everything. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I hate to cover this up. This is like, <laughs> you know, stargazing central out here at night. And it's I was like, so pretty I know. when it's clear. I was like, but I literally, it's already here. <laughs> I just want to get done, you know? And she was just like, I know it'd just be so pretty. And so then I was out there working by myself one night and it was just crystal clear night. And I was like, I had put up almost half of the um, joists for the roof and everything. And I was like, oh man, this sucks. I, this, I really hate to cover all this up. Like, and I was like, Oh my gosh. And I get these feelings <laughs> like when something just won't let it go, like it just gnaws at me. Um, I go to bed with it. I go to work with it and I can't stop thinking about it. I might as well just go, you know what? I know I'm going to do it. I might as well stop stewing about it. <laughs> and that's pretty much what that was, was like, I, with everything in me did not want, did not want to build it. Cause I knew it was going to be more that I didn't understand how to do that I needed to research more about more time, more money. <laughs> um, you know, because how are you gonna how are you gonna waterproof a deck that's above you know another deck? I didn't know how to do that at the time. See, and I don't think about any of that stuff when I'm like, hey, can we do a stargazing like roof deck? He's he's over here like waterproofing and all that. I'm like, <laughs> also, I'm like, yeah, stargazing deck sounds great. How are you gonna get to it? Like, yeah, yeah, there was no way to get to it. So where the door is like that window that leads out to it now was a tiny little transom window already in. It was already in. And so he goes, so if we do this stargazing deck, how are we going to get to it? And he was like, well, maybe we can build another platform on the side porch with like a ladder that gets you up there. And then I just didn't like that idea because I was having him having to build like another post and pretty much essentially like another deck on the side. I'm like, that just sounds complicated. I'm like, can we just like get up there from the loft? And he's like, there's already a window there. And He's like, man, I guess I can. Yes, I can just cut it out and put a door. Know. And I was like, okay. And he's like, oh, awesome. Okay, well. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing. So, so then we found a little transom. So that's why a lot of times, like the outlets yeah. are in the wrong, like aren't in the most ideal spots in the house, is because a, when we got all the electric run, like there was not supposed to be a stargazing deck, and the bed was supposed to be on the wall. 
And so where the outlet is made sense, but now it's not. And so the out, so the outlets don't make sense a lot of times because we changed the idea so many times. Well, so Hey, a, I'm mean, sure the stargazing deck is worth it, right? Like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta walk a little further to plug your phone in, but yeah. you get access to the stars. Yeah. I mean, who's complaining? Yeah. yeah. And we put a little bar up there. So it's really nice to go up there, drink coffee in the morning or so I've heard. So, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm interested. Talk to us a little bit about the dynamic of working together on this project. So sounds like, you know, Amber, you're, you've been like, hey, can we make a stargazing porch? And Tyler's like, uh, I don't know. Let's see if we could if we could pull this off. How how would we go about doing it? How did you guys learn? Like, walk us through the process. Were you like YouTubing? Like, how do I do this? Were you calling friends? Were like, Amber, where did you get sort of your design inspiration from? How did How did you guys like? put the pieces of this puzzle together. Yeah, I'll make a small note there. Um, I feel like I don't have like any design skills at all. I'm not a visionary. Like I can tell you what I like and what I don't like. And so for me, when it came to, I would look, I would come out there and look to see what he did. And then I could kind of see a vision I'd be, and like, I'm like, oh, a stargazing deck, but I could have never known that from just like the start. And so. Or like, I think that was probably like the hardest point for us um, was that like we're we're bickering and arguing would actually happen. Um, this or, is the most or, loaded question of them all, by the way. Or <laughs> silent between the two of us would happen um, was because I I don't know I guess I maybe verbally process what's going on in my head a lot of times I can see it and so I talk I want to talk through it. Um, and I'm just assuming that you can see the same picture that I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and so I'd go out on the property or the house or anything. And I'd just be like, okay, really want this. And I would start describing it all out to her and she just wouldn't have much feedback. And it would drive me nuts because I'm just like, so can I do that? And she's like, a lot of, a lot of fights over that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, like, I just can't see it. I just can't. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do it. And then, so I would do it and then she would come out there and she would offer Critique like, it. she would offer good, good criticism, but it was like, that would have been really helpful to know pre like digging into the hillside. Yeah. So he would have to go <laughs> back on because I couldn't see it in the beginning until he was already halfway through. I'm like, Oh, what about this? He's like, Oh gosh. Yeah. So, um, so there, so, I mean, it was communication was really hard, um, <laughs> but you know, I think ultimately in the long run, it, it has brought us together because we've had to really refine communication, which we are still terrible at, but we're like, we're, we acknowledge it and we are like working <laughs> through that. Um, Where did your inspiration come from for the design? Uh, I don't know, probably like a regurgitation of everything I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know that there's anything about like reinventing the wheel. I think everybody, you know, I think that like, it seems like all design at some point comes from something else that's inspired you some, from somewhere else, you know? So I, I don't know that I really have a the example as to like what inspired the space. It was more about what worked, you know, yeah. and what was um, practical, really? what was practical <clears throat> um, for me, like, you know, the the stairs you yeah, know I was, the, the say, stairs. I was gonna say just to push back on that a little bit like I, i've seen <laughs> a number of tiny homes and your all's does look very unique 
So, I mean, Thanks. yes, you, you may have sourced design inspiration. It, like, if I had to z- describe it for our listeners, I would say it's something like it, it's got like Scandinavian like undertones, maybe a little yeah. bit of like, uh, you know, a California chic built in there. Um, but like the, it, it feels like the staircase in particular feels almost also like European in a sense. Um, but yeah. talk, yeah, talk to us about that, that staircase. Like why not just build a ladder? Like wh- why, <laughs> why build something as, as uh, ornate as that staircase? He gets hammered on those stairs too. Yeah, I do get hammered People on those stairs. People either love them or they're like, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> um, and actually, if you actually just walk them, if you walk into the house and you go up to the loft, you literally, it's, they it's look very, hard, but it, it's seemingly just very easy. Like your feet just kind of naturally just, you know, um, go up it pretty easy. But um, I can understand looking at it, why it is intimidating. But but we were working with a certain space from where like the loft was. And we knew we wanted to have like a queen size, like pullout bed because we didn't want somebody to have like a tiny little cot. And so we were yeah. trying to like think about all these different factors, like, okay, like we have to have this 90 inch couch because I was like, let's get a pullout bed. He's like, no, that's like my grandma's couch. I don't want that. I want something more chic. I'm like, okay. So it's going to be like 12 times as much, but. Well, something that's more comfortable. I mean, every pullout bed I've ever been on, no matter how expensive it is, there's like a bar running through your bed. Never comfortable. Yeah. We wanted to make sure like whoever, like if there was four people staying, they, their bed was just as comfortable as the one upstairs. And so we knew the couch that we wanted. And then to try to get from that to the loft, he had to work with like a really awkward amount of spacing that you couldn't do conventional stairs. Well, and we thought to, about a spiral staircase and that wouldn't fit. You have to have like, yeah, four or five feet, you know, basically like a square yeah. in order to do the spiral staircase efficiently. Um, and then we were trying to do like storage, um, enough storage that like if someone on business was coming in town, that they could at least have a little bit of a closet type of situation. And the only place that would work for that was underneath the loft and you know, next to the bathroom. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I had to build some platforms and those platforms are what I also used as, um, you know, the support bases for the stairs. Um, and so the other thing that I was thinking about was, you know, if someday, you know, which this is probably a totally unrealistic, actually it's probably a hundred percent unrealistic <laughs> knowing my mom and dad, I think I'm gonna... connected. Oh, there you go. Now you're back. Okay. Um, so I was just trying to think through like if if my mom and dad, which my mom has bad knees and a bad back, like which I, I'm gonna probably get hammered for this. Like, why would you build stairs like that? Um, <laughs> you know, but like hmm. if uh, if they were to come and stay up there, could they walk up the stairs without crushing their knees? And hmm. I mean, because my mom's a good test up subject for that, and she's been up there a number of times now and she said that she has no problem at all on her knees coming up or down with it. Um, but that was kind of my main source of inspiration on that was that can mom climb up these stairs? Cause if she could mm-hmm. comfortably, then anybody else could because yeah. Yeah. 
And I so, feel like a lot of people who are older may not be drawn to a tiny house because they always have a ladder to go up. Not dog in the ladder, but we wanted to make sure like someone our parents' age could come and stay and not be like, well, we can't get to the bed. So what do we do? So yeah. No, I, I think that's a really interesting and important consideration. And again, it really does, I feel like, add a nice aesthetic to the place too. It, it makes it feel, I mean, I know you guys have like pretty high ceilings, but I imagine the staircase also just helps elevate it even more and helps you feel like the space is significantly larger than it actually is. Yeah. Well, that, that was the other thing too, is that I was trying to drop, like once you get up to the top of the stairs, essentially there's like basically another long five foot platform with, you know, just a little bit of a, tilt up to the loft um and i basically wanted someone you know basically if you're six feet tall if you're somewhere in that average height range you know that it wouldn't just be uncomfortable because the one thing that i didn't ever like about tiny houses was the fact that you had to climb up a ladder and you had to like crawl into the queen size bed or whatever yeah, yeah. it's like in some ways that's it's cozy and it's cool and it's like i think in certain situations that would be great but I think for me, it was just kind of like, well, since ours is going to be on a permanent foundation, like I want it to feel like a tiny house in terms of like that it is only 240 square feet, you know, or 254, whatever it is exactly. Um, but uh, so it's got the, the same thing. You walk in and it's still a tiny house, but then it feels like a normal house kind of as you, can you go stand up the up stairs. The loft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And like the the roof rafters, how they go, like because of the space, there's only like a, is it a two or three foot space next to the bed. It's a two foot space. Um, it actually puts your head right between the two rafters. And so, you know, if, unless you're like six, five, you know, you're generally going to be able to walk throughout the house without having to do too much, you know, <laughs> too much ducking. Um, and that was my main goal was that you still felt like you could at least be pretty normal. Yeah. Um, feeling in a house without. Yeah. So, well, I, I, I want to talk about the, the marketing of your home because I, again, I, as we mentioned earlier, I, we met on Instagram and um, I did some just stocking of, of your hall's Instagram and understanding how I always like to see how are folks communicating to uh, folks, people that are following them on, on social media. What does their actual like Airbnb listing look like? How are they choosing to position their their place? And you all do an exceptional job at um, positioning your place as, as unique. And um, I really was especially impressed by sort of how you organized the Instagram um, actual page, right? And like the the featured stories um, and the just sort of the, the overarching theme of the content that you put out feels very consistent, very on brand um, and also distinct. And so I'm curious, how did you guys go about marketing your home? What were some of the considerations that you took I, I know that I, I, I found the YouTube video that you guys worked on um, with a with a videographer to sort of launch the home. Talk to us about yeah. sort of how you went about, you know, telling the world that the Little River yeah. Tiny House was was ready for bookings. Thanks. I, I appreciate the feedback because sometimes I'm feel, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing on there. So that's 
I appreciate that. But I feel like to start, I felt like that was my only way to contribute to any of it because I didn't know how to build. I, I'm just not, I'm not Joanna Gaines. I'm just not. And so um, it, to me, that's how I felt like I could contribute. And I just wanted to document the process because it was like a dream that we had talked about. And so, and I had like just gotten an Instagram. So like, I didn't even know about like filters yet. And like, so it, it started out pretty rough. <laughs> um I think I just wanted to document the process so he could look back after it was all done and see like how far he came because, you know, of all that. But I tried to get him to take some pictures and photos along the way, but that just was not going to happen. <laughs> so I wish we had like, more documentation, but it was one of those things where he, it was just such a stressful building experience that I, it was never like, oh, I'm going to set up a tripod and like film this today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was really sweet of her to do that. And at the time, I didn't, I did not see it that way. Because um, I didn't have time to do anything other than just finish. Sure. But it, sure. the tiny, and just as like, a, I guess a side note, the, the tiny house itself was not stressful. That's not what was stressful. <laughs> there was a lot of other things that happened with the tiny house, like blowing oh, myself up he a couple almost, times. He fell like, off two 14-foot ladders. Oh, my he God. had to drive himself to the ER because he almost cut his leg off. The excavation like, process. It was some hot hair. I spent a whole – the, the <laughs> next summer, I spent the whole summer, didn't touch the tiny house one time my whole summer break cleaning up the excavation mess so, yeah so we'll, <laughs> i guess we'll touch on that later but anyway so her back to her but like i appreciate her stories now because like i can look back and go oh wow i didn't realize we really came yeah so like he far. didn't know i took pictures of certain aspects of it so when he goes back and he's like oh wow like i didn't realize that but um i think i just wanted it to be like have a certain feel like a certain moody vibe but also like he is very particular about like how he wanted the space to feel like he didn't want to stay in the stairs. He wanted to have that like raw, like, I'm glad you said Scandinavian because that was a little goal there, but just raw wood, Scandinavian, modern, like a modern lodge. And so I was kind of trying to just carry that over into the, the Instagram, but um, I don't know. And how did you? At, at what point in time did you guys think about bringing in a in, bringing in a videographer? Because you know that's not something that uh, I think enough hosts, quite frankly, do. Especially people that spend all this time and and energy and and money building these really beautiful spaces. Um, you know, you can essentially leverage that whole entire yeah. home as as a brand and, and really build something special around it. And I don't feel like enough Airbnb hosts take the time or, or are able to, to do that. So what, what sort of inspired you to bring in a videographer? Yeah, I think it, um, my old job, we actually had a videographer come in to do some sort of like commercial. I worked in a mortgage company, so super random, but this team came in and I saw some of his videos on his website and it was so good. And one of the videos he did was, like a big construction property, like big name construction. And they did this like video where it was like construction and then it like slid into like the finished project. And I was nice. like, oh, that would be awesome. And so I like had a coffee meeting with him and like he sent me pricing and I was like totally well-deserved 
cannot hire him. So I was like, oh gosh, how can I like, <laughs> how can I get some sort of like the same kind of thing? And so I had found Levi Kelly um, on Instagram. I don't even know how. I think I was just following a bunch of like um, travel people. And I try not to follow anybody that doesn't make sense, but I stumbled on him and on one of his photos, like a year before we were even open, year and a half, I commented on one of his photos and all he does is tour um, unique stays. Nice. And I commented, I said, one day when we're finished building, I'm going to con you into coming to stay with us. And he messaged me back and he's like, I would love to, like, when do you guys think you're going to be done? And I told him I had no idea. (laughs) And so it was crazy. Nine months later, he actually reached back out to me and asked me if we were done yet. And I told him, yeah, some place in Chattanooga too. Yeah. He was going to go see another Airbnb in Chattanooga. And he said, Hey, I'm going to be in the area in October. Are you guys going to be ready? And so that kind of like, it was, it was go time at that point. It was probably like summertime when he reached out. And so we had a couple months and I was like, Tyler, like this guy's coming in October. I already told him he's coming. So like, he's coming to be done. (laughs) The tiny house has got to be done. Like tell all your friends, tell all all the family, no one's going to see us for five months. We're just like doing this. So I did not want to finish it. I I wanted to quit so many times. I was so over it. But so I got him to come and it was kind of exciting because I had the month before his stay, I had some friends come and stay intermittently to just kind of get out some kinks like, hey, what do we need to add before we have guests come and stay? And um, so that was nice. But yeah, Levi came and did the video and him and his wife were so sweet. I still talk to both of them. And um, I had originally thought about doing like a ribbon cutting and it just we ran out of time for everything. But yeah. Yeah, he, he was super sweet. No, and the and the video it will also link that because it's uh it's so well done, very very well produced. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just a follow up like, question. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Tyler. Well, I was just gonna say that like I think that's like with Amber and like just encouraging other people to do is that like it doesn't hurt to ask anybody or mm-hmm. or to you know be playful like that, just like to like be like, hey, we have a dream, you know would love for you to be, you know, a part of it, or how can we be part of yours or how can we help build your, you know, channel, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it doesn't ever hurt to reach out to anybody. Cause I think, um, seemingly on these particular platforms of people, Airbnbs and tiny houses, and it seems like a community of people that like, it seems like everybody just really appreciates everybody's stuff. Yeah. And like wants to share it and wants to be a part of it and wants to, you know, help you grow. And so I, I don't know, it seems like a pretty tight community. So, I mean, I, I think like she's really good about that. Like she'll reach out to people and I'm like, Oh no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Like this. And she's like, why? You know? And so like, I think that that would take a tip out of her playbook <laughs> of just like, don't be afraid. All they can say is no. I didn't yeah. think he was going to come because he's he was just in like Tulum like the week prior and I'm like he's not coming he's in Hawaii you know <laughs> wow wow no that's that's remarkable um a couple final questions for you guys one is just around one of the things I noticed as again I was stalking you all on social media was that it seems like you guys are trying to connect the home to the greater community and it looks from again some photos I saw on Instagram 
uh, some of your your story content as well that you're promoting, you know, local businesses that you're partnering with like a bakery for Valentine's Day, right? And like, <laughs> I'm just curious, it, it really seems like you all have are, are at least hoping that your home becomes sort of a pillar in in the greater community. Is all of that super intentional? Is it was that accidental? Like, um, talk to us about why, why you all do that. Yeah, it's definitely intentional. I, I just love that stuff. I love all of it. I went to school for hospitality. So I think that like, I just have this like inner like joy when it comes to all things hospitality. And um, his mom has a small business. My mom has like a small business on the side. I have a lot of friends that have small businesses. And so, and this is now my business. And so I think it just like excites me to support other people doing similar things. So instead of going to Kro uh, Kroger, Publix, wherever and buying cookies, I found this girl on Instagram in my local area who makes cookies. And I'm like, yeah, I'd rather support her and some people her way or same thing with the coffee. Like I found this girl who went out on her own and I was like, I'm going to try her coffee first, make sure it's good. But if it's good, I'm going to get it from you because you know, I just thought like when people leave, they can use that as like a token of like a memory. Maybe they'll go back on her website and buy it, you know, and when they're back home and that'll give her like continued business. And so, yeah, it definitely was intentional. Um, just even like the towel bar and stuff in the bathroom is from a company in Oregon who has like a metal company. And um, so in instead of buying from like you know, Amazon or whatnot, it was cheaper, but I was like, these people have these awesome hooks and stuff. So just trying to like help other businesses. And I was hoping that maybe like, um, the discounts would help as well. Like if someone liked the hooks in the bathroom, they could go and get like a discount and also help support. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a brilliant sort of like co-marketing uh tactic for you all for the small business and uh, i i just i was really i was moved by that because i i feel like especially when you're traveling you're on the road you're always looking everyone wants to know you know what recommendations you have around like where to eat where to shop where to go and you guys i feel yeah. like do a great job of baking that into into the stay and uh, even beyond the stay right and how you talk about your place on social media how you talk about various um, guests stays. And I think that, you know, Airbnbs have this really cool opportunity of being almost like these, like a local, like artisan, like gift shops mm -hmm. for, you know, businesses in, in the area. And I feel yeah. like you guys are, uh, a great example of, of a home that's doing that well, that I hope more, more folks will take inspiration from. Thank you. That's encouraging. That's, that's definitely <laughs> all her. She's really, Really I nerd out about that stuff. Tries hard to do that. It's so. important. Hey, the customer experience. It's it's very very important. Um, I, that's I actually. I was going to tell you that that was. Uh, it was kind of going back, <laughs> as to why we built this place in the first place, and I. I it just kind of triggered me when we were talking about this. That one of the really big things that um, was important to us was that me being a teacher, I'm not bringing in the bank, you know, and I knew that. And it was, it was kind of like a heavy thing on me, not because she made more money than me or whatever, because I could care less about that. But I didn't want her to feel like she had the pressure of that. You know, like she was always going to have to work the nine to five bank job or the whatever job to, so that she had to like, 
bringing the money that actually helped us survive where while I got to like go with my calling of working with kids, you know, it just, and so I was like, I felt like I really had to do something. And so when all this kind of stuff started like lining itself up, it was like, well, I can build. And so she really, she wanted to go to school for hospitality. She loves it. She like really, really loves entertaining people and having little parties and like, she just loves community. And so like, that's like her main heart is being able to do that. And so it's kind of like the pairing of the two worlds a little bit. And so when we ultimately decided to jump into the project, it was really with that intention of mind was that hopefully this thing is successful enough to where it could either let you go part-time or it could let you go full-time staying at home if you wanted to really just kind of like, this is the only thing I know that I can do at this point in my life where it seems like things are accessible for us to do it. We have the property to do it. Um, so I'm going to jump into it and do it and see what happens. And so hopefully we could have Lincoln at home with us both more and all that kind of thing. And, and weird timing. I was at my nine to five job and the day after I put it on Airbnb, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh gosh, we're going to put it on Airbnb and nobody's going to book. Right. But the day after I got let go from my job. And so we were like, okay, it's sink or swim. So we just started praying that like people would see our vision and see all the heart that went into it. And then hopefully it would book and it did. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is wow. Uh, I just got chills. That's an awesome story. Um, and Hey, you know, I, you know, the best is yet to come. I think that there's a huge, huge, huge potential for, for not just this home, but, uh, the business that you all are building. And I guess that leads me to, to my final question for you guys, which is around, would you ever do it again? Would you, would you build another Airbnb? Do you have any aspiration to, if, <laughs> if the money was right, would you go and buy additional property and build homes or, or is this sort of like, Nope, one and done. We just want to do this one really well. Um, we, uh, we definitely want to have one, maybe two more. Obviously that could change and we could want 10 more. I don't know. But like, at like if we were to make that decision today, we would say, if we could have two more Airbnbs, like really close to us, you know, within 20 minutes that we could really feel like we could like manage well. Yeah. Have our eyes on um, and have our eyes on it. And, you know, cause I, I was even reading through some Airbnb, you know, reviews today, even um, where people, you know, ended up like, they would just have the cleaning companies come in and because they just, are maybe far away from their Airbnb and the cleaning companies have just been cleaning it. Um, you know, Stuff gets overlooked. the reviews that I saw where people were struggling was that things got overlooked and the hosts were like, Oh man, like I totally would, would be there. Um, if I had known that there was an issue with that, yeah. you know, so I think that like, um, we just don't want to get too far out and you know, that type of thing, but yeah, we definitely want to build one to two more, um, but hire out the building and he would not be building it. That's the key. <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. <laughs> I yeah. want to, uh, you know, with her, I want to design it, which I've already got a couple, I've already got probably the two that we would want to build design. May already, already be in the process. Wow. Um, wow. Awesome. So it's really right now we're just looking for, we're really looking for the right piece of property. More um, secluded. 
Yeah, not too secluded though. I don't I don't even know if I like like secluded secluded because I've like I've looked at some like Airbnbs where like the houses were <laughs> awesome, but they looked like they were like literally out in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, <laughs> I I've watched I mean, I don't watch scary movies, but I've watched one too many scary movies to feel like I would feel comfortable staying there. Um, you know, not because the house is beautiful, but the woods make me a little freaked out. Sure, so. sure. And, and then you run into Wi-Fi, cell phone issues. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm yeah. with you. Can't call for help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the two more design, designs are pretty much in the works. We're just kind of waiting for the right piece of property, which we are looking for. But um, in the works, just he wouldn't build it is a short answer yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I look forward to staying in this home eventually um yes. and, then, and then hey uh one of your one of your future homes and if there's anyone listening that has a piece of land that they're sitting on uh in in the greater <laughs> knoxville area uh you, you just gotta hit up amber and tyler um they're looking they're looking so That'd be funny <laughs> well hey guys thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your story um if folks want to reach out and book your place and or just hear a little bit more about your story what's the best way for them to get in touch with you guys um, either our email is great or honestly messaging us on Instagram is great. Um, I check it every day. So what's your email? Uh, the email is little river, tiny house, Airbnb at gmail.com. And then our handle on Instagram is little river, tiny house, so. little river, tiny house. Yeah. And we'll, we'll link those two in, in the show notes. So if you're listening to this, um, you can just scroll down and you'll be able to click right to their Instagram and their email address. But Tyler, Amber, thank you guys for your time. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Good to meet you. Thanks so much for having (laughs) us. Bye. Hey, friends. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at Spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe. Um, And thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.